Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Hello. Hi, Deb. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> A little frazzled or more more going on than that? Uh, no, I'm just... Um, I'm very emotional. Okay, so let's start tapping. Let's start tapping. Let's take a deep breath and... Just really, sorry about that, let me, just feel your feet on the ground and feel your emotions. It's okay. I know it totally sucks that there is not comfortable, but just I want you to be with whatever feeling is present and just allow it to just be there before we go into any facts or anything else. Just notice how it feels in your body. And just breathe into it. If there's any judgment or thought of any sort, just notice it and we'll come back to your feet planted on the ground, the sensations in your legs, and your abdomen, your chest. This is one of the hardest and most courageous things to do, which is to just be with whatever emotion is present. Really hard. recognizing it and honoring it and accepting it allowing <clears throat> to be there when you when you feel ready you can take a breath yeah it was uh, so painful when Sersha wants to stay over, stay at Rose's house, and I'm taking her to the car, and she's going down the steps, and she says, I want to stay here, I want to stay here, and she starts crying, and then she says, I want to sleep here, 
And it just feels like she doesn't want to be with me and she doesn't want to be in the the home that I've provided and the family that I'm creating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just feel like so trapped in my situation because I and I I just want to be with her. I don't want to be doing all this work. I mean, I love my work, but I'm just so trapped in it. Like I'm, so many other women want to work and they don't, you know, they see their children as kind of holding them back or whatever. And I just, it's really hard for me that I have to have Rosie here as much as I do. Like it's good to have her little, have someone, you know. Yeah. But it's, um, I'm just trapped in this situation where I can't find a man and no matter how hard I try and I'm stuck working and then it allows Sirsha to develop this attachment that it feels like she sometimes prefers over me. It's just excruciating. And it's not about, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Because it's not about not being grateful for for your work or not enjoying it. It's that there's a, it's almost like you're being torn apart inside. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Because I'm doing it to support her and provide her. Yeah. Provide us with stability, which I, and enough abundance to feel safe. And taken care of and healthy and protected. And and it's like, no matter what I do, I can't find this fucking man. I just, I'm so stuck. I'm trapped in my own karma or whatever. Yeah. It's really painful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the important piece because I hear... I hear you so, so clearly. It's the excruciating pain because if you just for a second notice, it's like I, from her perspective, she doesn't understand, of course, the dynamics and whatnot, of course, but what she notices is that Rosa is pretty much 100% available to her because, of course, she gets paid to be available to her. Right. right? Yeah. And you have more hats. You have, you know, you're the one that orchestrates her whole life and the home and Rosa and your work and her and your social activities. So there's there's so much more on your plate than on Rosa. Rosa has one role in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Rosa is just 100% available to her. 100% fun. Right. So from her perspective, it's like, yeah, Rosa is fun. Rosa is just plain fun. And when she's at Rosa's house, I imagine that there are other people that if Rosa is cooking or, you know, then there are other people that she can interact and play with, right? So it's like, yeah, this is this is just from her little, her little, you know, she's the center of the world and, for you know, and she's the center of Rosa's world. And that, that works for her beautifully. Now... There's two different things going on, and I want to address and really 
look at your pain because that's the piece that I most want to be with. Because logistically what's going on is that it's actually not 100% healthy for her to have that all the time. That's not what this is about. Have what all the time? A hundred percent attention and fun all the time. It, oh yeah, you know, yeah. You know, there's there's a place in her life where she needs to start, and she has. You told me that she has, where you're doing dishes or cooking or whatnot, and she's very happily entertaining herself, which is very healthy. Yeah. Because we would, I would love, you know, even today as an adult, and you would too, to be able to do whatever feels right and best. And for somebody else to take care of the responsibility and the things we don't want to do. And sometimes we can do that. And there's times that we have to make an effort and do things we don't like because that's a little bit how life is about, right? So this process for her is a healthy one. But those are two, it's two parallel pieces. So on one hand, what you're doing and who you are as a mom is really perfect. It's really the best for her. But that does not take away your pain. And I tried to ask Rosa to sort of do allow Cersei to have some independent play, but all she does is play with her. <laughs> you know, she just has fun. And um, I guess I need to remind her to do to let Cersei have some independent time too, so she's not only the fun person. Right. And, you know, and it's okay. Is it is it a problem, you think, that if she, are there other different things that you want Rosa to focus on or that you need her to do? Oh, I mean, so, sure, it would be helpful, you know, to pull her laundry or do the dishes or, um, yeah, do, run errands, whatever. It would be very helpful. Um, and that would, you know, that would make Rosa more of a realistic person. Right. As opposed to just a super fun playmate, and it would make it. And you have a hundred percent. So, so that's the logistics, right? And that, and we can definitely talk about that. And I think it's you have, you know, you have your complete right to say, you know what, Rosa, I would like like just a tiny bit at a time. Or you don't even have to tell her. You can just say, you know, today, I would like you to run this errand, or I would like you to fold this laundry, and you know. Is it could be that Sierra helps or Sierra plays with something else or you yeah. know you can definitely bring that a little bit more into the equation that would be very that would be wonderful for everybody especially for you because <laughs> it would yeah. be a lot more helpful but this pain of feeling ah oh, I, I I so remember I mean the first time that Sophia fell asleep in something that was not my arms or my breast I cried for like an hour and a half because <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, she was probably like four weeks as she's led, she fell asleep on that little uh, bouncy chair or a little, we had a little clunky, you know, hammock thingy. And I, I just cried and cried. I was like, she doesn't need me anymore. You know, I'm not yeah. the most important thing in her world. Um, there's something that I, I don't really think that anybody that has not been an incredibly devoted and, and unconditional mom because it's not just being a mom. I think that it's just being, having that level of incredible connection. There's a sense of significance, a sense of love. There's a sense of huge responsibility 
But I think that more than anything, I don't know if this was for you, but for me it was like my life, it gave, Sophia gave my life meaning like nothing else in my life, nothing else. Like I love my work, I love everybody that I work with, you know, and I think you know that. But when she, especially when she was a tiny baby, there was nothing and no one in the world that would give me that level of connection and love, but this deep, deep spiritual feeling of, um, I think meaning is the world. It's that, that just, uh, I felt so extremely, and this is a little bit from a grandiose place as well. It doesn't, I know I, I'm totally aware, right? That, But it's like when that is taken away, even if it's a little bit, it's just extremely painful. Does this resonate yeah. at all with you, Deb? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really, um, it's just about love and, and realizing I'm, she's allowing me having her and, you know, the eight years it took me to manifest that in my life, you know, I wasn't trying all those eight years, but organizing and planning and preparing and, you know, mm-hmm. focusing towards it. Um, I, you know, and then finally having her that, a profound spiritual experience of it and the sort of like a love. Mm. It just made me realize who I am, and who I really am and how my life, my childhood, my family of origin had created a false self for me. Mm-hmm. And um, this achieving person who like I would really prefer to be a lower, you know, less intense achiever and more dedicated and focused to I mean everything else is superficial yeah I remember like when she was three months old and I went to a work party I just it was like the first time I came back after she was born and I was like oh my god I cannot believe how superficial this you know this is all bullshit (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like there's just so much more depth and love and open-heartedness and authenticity in this relationship than in anything else in my life. Yeah. And um, it's the organizing to North Star. Yeah. And I, and you know, the more I get into it, it's like I, you know, I'm thinking about what, you know, how to be present with her and how to play with her and how to unfold her exposure to the world, you know, and this activity and outdoors and that thing. And and then, you know, it would be great if I could also have a partner supporting me. So the time I do spend away with her, I'm, I'm, you know, working on my art or going to yoga and able to Mm -hmm. support myself, you know, nourish myself. Um, And do some work, stay engaged a little bit in the world uh, of work, but, um, I just never knew I was this person. I couldn't and can't believe it. I mean, right. it's an earthquake. And it's really hard not being able to be that person. Yeah. And all this work, it's like I'm scrambling to get, attract the mate. And it's like so beyond my control. 
Yeah. And it's so it's just sort of living in disjointedness from who I am. And then watching someone else get to be who I want to be. <laughs> mm, right. right. Paying that person to be who I want to be. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, also, it's sort of weird. Like, when she's at Rose's house, Rose's house is filled with, like, little knickknacks <laughs> and clutter. And it's it's very neatly and tidily organized clutter, but Saoirse is like, oh, my God, this is a, it's like a museum of little things I can obsess about, you know, and, and so, or play with. And so she's, like, in a hyper, she's in a weird state at their house. It's kind of weird. She's different here. She's more grounded and focused and calm, and there she's, like, all over the place. It's a little strange. Um, I don't know if there's an energy, like, a you know, an emotional energy to the house as well that's like that. It, I don't know. Um, well. It's, hard. It's, it's sort of like she's so focused on all the little tiny new things, like all the t- tiny little new knickknacks, and they're everywhere. It's like... And, this room and that room and all kinds of new things for her to, you know? But she's a yeah, little bit course. like that into it as well. Well, if you think well, about it, it's like, you know, it's just like her her energy is probably a little bit like, um, you know, I mean, the, the negative word that comes up and it's very negative, it's kind of spastic, right? But it's, it's excitement. It's excitement of like so much newness yeah. and so many new things. Right, yeah. exactly. A lot of simulation, a lot of new things, a lot of things that she can explore, um, yeah. and, and within in a very safe place. So she's yeah. not worried at all. Like she could have, you know, explore something like that in an indoor gym, right, or something like that. But uh, being in in Rosa's house is like it's safe and it's okay, and I guess, you know, so it's a whole other person that comes out in a way, um, which is normal. It's totally normal. But I do, I do want to address the the resentment that comes up for you in this situation towards work, towards a partner that is not hasn't materialized, uh, towards life and God that have landed you and trapped you in this situation that does not yeah. work for you. Right? Yeah. That I think that that just feels like so unfair and and just not okay and painful and and shitty, just really shitty, where you, you want to be the person that she has fun with all the time. And, and that, you, you know, you, yeah, just the fact that Rosa is, on one hand, beautiful and, and wonderful for her, right, instead of a yeah. nanny that she cries all the time, but yet the other side of the coin is that at times she prefers to be with Rosa, who's just fun. Yeah. And then this other point that you made also last night that she's feeling tried, you know, that that actually is a little freeing because it means there's room for Sears and Searsha's world for other people to come in. Yes. And that actually feels relieving a little bit if that was your interpret it still is your interpretation of the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mentioned it briefly to Stefan and he said, Of course, you know, when there's a lot more people and it's and she could be a, an extrovert, but the the main thing is that kids at le- that age, you know, she's only two, right? And the world yeah. is new. And imagine that developmentally, the world does 
you know, rotate around her. She's the center of the world. And when yeah. she's in a place where everybody is literally rotating around her, oh, my God, it, of course. It's just like, a, yeah, it's like a massive extrovert where she's just getting so fed with all this love and attention and newness and wonderful. So, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that it's, it's very, it is really good for her. Um, you know, it's just very, it's both, it's like her world, it, this is a place where she's starting to, it's like a blossom. It's really opening up and needing more, more connection. So this is a perfect time, really. Now, the thing is, right, with, it's not the same when she just lands in, in Rosa's house and, you know, the family is like, oh, this beautiful little creature that came in and we're going to all pay attention to her and, and play with her and be with her and take care of her and she can, you know, explore. If she were to live in Rosa's house, there would be times where people are doing other things. She's yeah. not a center of attention. Yeah. And that's the real part of you creating more of a tribe of bringing, you know, being more ready to have a partner and have another child and those possibilities both being really beautiful for her to, you know, to have extra attention and a wonderful sense of belonging to a larger group Yeah. instead of just you. But there's also going to be the realistic side of like, you know, your partner is also going to want to just pay attention to you at times and the two of you are going to be talking or interacting and she's not going to be the center. And the baby may need your attention and she will not be the baby's pure, you know, adoration. She's going to get it, but it's going to turn a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Right? Which which is healthy. It's really healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But the piece that I find really painful and just really just you know, all the unfairness and all this karma and the feeling trapped is also that you come from a family, Dev, where you didn't have this level of connection and love and and just, you know, appreciation like she has had for you for the last two years. So when there's something that your nervous system has been like, um, starving for that serious connection has been nurturing. And when yeah, that, yeah. when is, you're not getting it, it's like, no, 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 no. This, is, this, this feels wrong. This is too painful. I'm not willing to lose this. It's true. It's like there hasn't been anyone or any experience in my life that I have felt this way, this connected and this this intense love for her and from her. Yeah. And I'm I'm a giver and I like to be needed and um you know that that trait has been played out in a very unhealthy way with men. <laughs> right. Right. And with friends as well, right? Yep, and with friends. And this is like such a healthy way for this part of me to flourish and to be um, healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's just really weird. It's like the rest of my life is a desert. 
And I have, mm. that's not entirely true. Like, I mean, I've got really nice friendships now. Um, and I don't linger on overly needy people who take advantage and allow, allow people to do that anymore. Um, so the friend area is good, um, although they're not totally local. I have a few local friends. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Um, but the relationship, male relationship, it just is so, so angry and so frustrated. Yeah. Okay. How can you actually, I want you to either, I don't know if you can raise your voice, but if not, I want you to grunt or just like, the, I want you to express that frustration, anger, sadness, and pain. I want you well, to... It's, it's coming yeah. as tears. It's, that's how I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And you say it's just not fair. It's not fair. Really not fair. And it's really painful and sad. It's really painful and sad. And I feel that I'm alone dealing with all of this. I feel that I'm alone during all this and I'm completely powerless to change it. Mm. Nothing I do, nothing is budging. It's like not moving. And I'm working so hard at it. And I have been for so long. And And I look at myself and I think... I'm this amazing person, and I don't know why this is happening to me. And I look at some of the people who are married, and I'm like, you've got to be joking. Yeah. Whose husband supports them, and I just, um, not that they don't deserve everything, too. Everyone does, you know? Yeah. But I just. It feels really unfair. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. There's this, yeah, it just feels like a really bad joke. Feels like a really bad joke. And it's cruel. It just feels cruel. It's just so painful. I have so much to give. I have so much to give. And I have worked so hard. And I worked so hard, and I'm such a great cat. Wait, there's something going on, and I can't hear you. Something, sorry. I said I'm such a great cat, and I would be such a. I am an amazing part. Yeah. Not perfect, but. Like I look at other women, what is it that has allowed them to attack I can sorry, Deb, I can't hear you. I think that there's something like either your wire is coming undone. There's a lot can of. Can you hear me now? Is that better? Yeah, that's better. That's better. I think that there was, there was a tear. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like on that little piece. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was just saying that I look at other women and I'm like, why do they have a 
what do they have that I don't? I remember seeing a woman. David, so sorry. It's still just going on. I, you know what? Just put me on the speaker because there's something in the connection that is really very um, static here. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? great. Oh, there. What did you do? I took the earpiece off. Yes, good, good, good. Yes, I hear you way better. Yeah. I just you was, um, you know, saying that I remember seeing this woman, and this is going to sound terrible but and awful, but I'm going to say it anyway because it, I think about it often, and I thought about it then when I first saw her. Mm-hmm. There's this woman in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts, which is a very cool, arty, hip neighborhood of Boston where I used to live and have some friends and um, and she was like such a weird looking woman. I mean, I've just never seen such a weird looking woman in not a positive way. <laughs> and someone married her and supported her. And she had that man's babies. <laughs> and yeah, you can tell by the way how she was in the world, she was fully supported. And she cared for these children, and she was this great mom, and she was able to just be this mom. And she was so weird-looking. It was just totally bizarre to me. And it's terrible to say that, but... No, you know what? I think that it's... it's I, I have, for a bunch of different reasons, I have absolutely no judgment. I am so glad that you mentioned it. Because she, how is it possible that she just, I'm way better looking than her. I take care of myself so well. And here comes this, like, woman that I I couldn't figure out who would like her. Let's let it out. <laughs> it feels like a really bad joke. I've been working for decades on being the best that I can be, and I'm such a great catch. And how is it possible this woman is landing way more than, you know, way more than I believe she deserves. Yeah. Well, she's, she deserves it too, but yeah. But why does she get it and I don't? And she's, you know, you're, you're taught to believe men want a fit, attractive woman, you know? Yeah. Um, and here she is sort of oddly shapen and very strange looking and probably kind and wonderful, but I'm kind and wonderful and, attractive and somewhat fit <laughs> I mean it, it just it, I don't I know those aren't the only things but I've been working on the other things and it's just I don't know it's just a bit session and um, yeah and and I, I just I feel slightly envious and jealous I feel totally envious and jealous and totally befuddled yeah there's something that about these that it just makes absolutely no sense. There's something about it that makes absolutely no sense to me. <sighs> I, I think I, I want to stop crying because. Um, okay. I I think I need to come. I need to accept that this is where I am. Yeah. 
And yeah. Bev, by the way, do you need to go, Bev? Because you said that you had only half hour. Yeah, I, um, it's okay. This is important, so. Okay, okay. Let's keep going. Because it, it's true that you need to accept where you are, but let's, uh, let's do it. This is, this is what I think would be. So I want you to, let's stop together, okay? Karate mm-hmm. point. Even though there's a part of me that is totally baffled. Even though there's a part of me that's totally baffled. And cannot make any heads or tail of this. And cannot make heads or tail of this. I know that I'm a great catch. I know that I'm a great catch. I have so much to offer. I have so much to offer. And I am ready. And I am ready. Deep breath. I want to be in full acceptance and peace. I want to be full of some acceptance and peace. Knowing that just like Searsha arrived in my life in the perfect time. Knowing that just like Searsha arrived in my life at the perfect time. So will my partner and her stepfather. And so will my partner and her... How would you like to call him or her? Her father. Her father. Okay, great. So tapping through the points, there's a part of me that is extremely sad. There's a part of me that's extremely sad. In pain. In pain. And confused. And confused. There's a younger part of me. The younger part of me. That has always been that has always holding been. holding my life together. Yes, exactly. Holding my life together and just trying to survive. Yes, exactly. Putting so much energy into creating a good life. Putting so much energy into creating a good life. And I really recognize and deeply honor that part of me. And I really recognize and deeply honor that part of me. And I accept all of her feelings. And I accept all of her feelings. The sadness and pain. The sadness and pain. The anger and jealousy. The anger and jealousy. Because I know that she's so ready. Because I know that she's so ready. And she fully deserves that love and support. And she fully deserves that love and support. Ah, she definitely has all of my love. She definitely has all of my love. And I know that she deserves the best in life. And I know that she deserves the best in life. I want you to take a breath and to notice that what would it feel like for this part of you to relax, to be at peace and feel extremely and thoroughly loved and supported? What would it, I want you to just call in those feelings. Almost like when you exhale and relax, it's like, wow, I've arrived. This place that is safe, 
and loving. It's almost like coming into this beautiful nest in a way. It would feel amazing. Yeah. And just feel those feelings and the deep gratitude that comes with it. Yeah, it almost feels like how I felt when Saoirse was born, that God had bestowed on me this amazing grace. Yes. And how humbling and miraculous. Yeah. And how um, amazing. And it sort of allows me to really be, come into my own and be fully who I am. And contribute to this world in the way I feel I'm meant to. Yeah. 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 So, as we keep on tapping, just repeat after me. There's a part of my being that already knows. There's a part of my being that already knows how to be in these loved and fully supported place. The, how to be in this loved and fully supported place. How to invite and magnetize this situation into my life. How to invite and magnetize this situation into my life. A deep breath. And that part of my being and that part of my being is willing to inform the rest of me now. Uh, is willing to inform the rest of me now. Is doing so now with grace and ease. Is doing so now with grace and ease. My mind, body, and spirit are receiving this information. My mind, body, and spirit are receiving this information. Take a deep breath. Information transfer is now complete. Information transfer is now complete. And my body is now implementing this new information. And my body is now implementing this new information. One more time. There's a part of my being that already knows. There's a part of my being that already knows. That I deserve to feel this way. That I deserve to feel this way. That I will be my the best version of myself when I feel fully loved and supported. That I will be the best version of myself when I feel fully loved and supported. That is safe to have all this love and support in my life. And that it is safe to have all this love and support in my life. Just allow that to be in your body. Open your heart. And see, like the sun in your solar plexus, shining really brightly, inviting, inviting your heart to just open a little bit, a little wider, and a beautiful green light to just come out like if it were these like beautiful leaves in spring, that new green that is just so... Gorgeous, amazing, magnetizing, and fertile. 
And as if it were a magnet, it literally sends the message out that you're ready. The time has come. And in the next breath, that part of my being is willing to inform the rest of me now. That part of my being is willing to inform the rest of me now. Is doing so now with grace and ease. Is doing so now with grace and ease. My mind, body, and spirit are receiving this information. My mind, body, and spirit are receiving this information. Information transfer is now complete. Information transfer is now complete. My body is implementing this information. My body is implementing this information. And turning into a human magnet for this new experience. And turning into a human magnet for this new experience. Welcoming my partner and father to Sirsha. Welcoming my partner and father to Sirsha. And the abundance and prosperity that that brings at every level. And the abundance and prosperity that that brings on every level. Take a deep breath. Just notice how your body feels. Make sure that your feel are very planted and solid on the ground. Notice. A little bit of guilt comes up, like a little bit of guilt of having so much. Oh, okay. Okay. Not a lot. Not as much okay. as Okay, uh, like a like three a or a trait. four level? Pardon? Like, like a three or a four, would you say, or oh, more than that? Let me see. Maybe a three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what would happen if you have this much? So let's explore these guilds. Let's ask these guilds, what is it concerned about? Is it the fear of losing it, the fear of what others would say? It's that why should I have so much when so many people have so little in the world? Mm. Why does it out get allocated to me and other people are in intense deprivation, mm. including my sister? But like all the people starving in Somalia or, Mm. you know, um, the people at war in Fallujah or, you know, the terrible things happening, you know, in Syria. Yeah, terrible, terrible things. And why would, why should I get so much? Yeah. I don't understand that. Right. So as you keep on tapping, of course, right? Yeah. There's a part of me that is holding full happiness at bay. There's a part of me that's holding full happiness at bay. Because it's my way of contributing to the pain in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's my way of contributing to the pain in the world. I am part of this planet. I am part of this planet. And my, be, my me being in some pain. 
in me being in some pain. It's somehow paying my debt. It's somehow paying my debt. For the level of prosperity and happiness I already have. Yeah, for the level of prosperity and happiness that I already have. I cannot have it all. I cannot have it all. That would feel unfair to others. That would feel unfair to others. I have to struggle somewhere. I have to struggle somewhere. Otherwise, I would feel that I'm too special. Otherwise, I would feel that I am too special. Why should I get so much? Why should I get so much? This is the way that I contribute to being human. This is the way I contribute to being human. And I am not allowing myself to be fully happy. And I'm not allowing myself to be fully happy. Somehow, these, that somehow at some level, these feels right. But somehow, on some level, this feels right. Just my, my level of pain contribution. My level of pain contribution. Something that somehow I can handle. Something that somehow I can handle. I did not sign up for war. I did not sign up for war. Or starvation. Or starvation. Or torture. Or torture. But not having a partner and support, I can handle that. (laughs) (laughs) But not having a partner, it's better than torture or starvation. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm handling it very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, it's not as bad as what some people have. Yeah. And I feel right about this. And I feel right about this. Okay, I need to find something to read to you. Give me one second. Keep on tapping and breathing into how this somehow feels right. This is just, this is. This is my cross to bear, right? This is the this is the one way in which that I contribute to. So I, this is the the way that my struggle. This is my struggle. You know, being being in the world means that we have to struggle, and there's so many people suffering. Why would I be just plain happy? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It would not. It would not be fair. It would not feel right. It would disconnect me from all those other people who have so little, like those boat people mm. landing in Greece who lose children and family members and the, you know, terrible, terrible things happen. Yeah. And terrible, terrible things have happened to me. I've lost people, too, that weren't, you know, wasn't in a boat. But um, I have had those losses. Um, right. And this is the way, like, I don't want to be separated from humanity. I want to be part of humanity. Right. And having that amount of happiness and joy feels like I wouldn't be a real human or I wouldn't be, I would be in some other category than the rest of these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somehow this is, this is the way that I... Oh, this is in Colombia. This is in Spanish. Hold on. How do I find this? In English. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I think you're going to like this, and I'm so happy that. Okay. 
want you to tap as you as you're gonna we're gonna say these together, okay? Mm-hmm. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Say that again. Our deepest fear is not that uh, we are inadequate. Yeah. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is not our light nor our darkness that most frightened us. It's not our light or our darkness. Sorry, it is sorry, it is our light. Let's say it is our light. It is our light. Not our darkness that most frightens us. Not our darkness that most frightens us. We ask ourselves. We ask ourselves. Who am I to be brilliant? Who am I to be brilliant? Gorgeous, talented, and fabulous. Gorgeous, talented, and fabulous. And happy. Let's add that. Fully happy. And fully happy and abundant. Yeah. Actually, who are who am I not to be? Actually, who am I not to be? I am a child of God. I am a child of God. And playing small does not serve the world. And playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking. Say that again. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking. Or being in pain. Or being in pain. But that other people won't feel insecure. So that other people won't feel insecure. Or bad around me. Or bad around me. We are all meant to shine. We are all meant to shine. As children do. As children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. That is within us. And it's not in just some of us. And it's not in just some of us. But everyone. But everyone. And as we let our own light shine. And as we let our own light shine. We unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Mm. We unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Our presence automatically liberates others. Isn't it? Yeah. let's Let's check in together on that, on that guilt. It's okay if there's something else coming up. It's totally fine. What's coming up is how the ways in which I'm already doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, which is great. Um, so that's nice. Um, but the guilt, yeah, the guilt is a zero now. Mm-hmm. Well, not a zero. Yeah. It's it's like a um, 
it's like a, a one or a two, but it's sort of like, okay, these are two philosophies. <laughs> the old <laughs> philosophy isn't going to just, um, it's like I have to make a choice. Which philosophy do I subscribe to? Okay, so let's let's look at the guilt philosophy because, you know, sometimes that's the one that calls more power and that's definitely the one that is keeping you from enjoying any other philosophy, right? Yeah. Now, there's this part that you have seen so many people that you love, like, you know, you've seen your mother suffer. No, you don't have to go to Somalia or any place like that. You see right. your mother suffer and then die. You yeah. see your sister suffering, your brother having difficulty like crazy with his partner. Yeah. Your dad struggling. Right. You've already you've already surpassed them in so many ways that it's like and now having a partner that supports you while you just enjoy being a mom, that would be like too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I that 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 would be almost like unforgivable. That's just not that's just beyond. It it it's like hard to be that person and relate to my family. Mm, I would definitely, definitely lose them. Whatever little thread I have with them would be just gone. I would belong nowhere. Whatever little thread I have with them would just be gone. It would be really hard for me. It's like having a four-course meal while they're eating crumbs. It's really hard yeah. to just see that. Yeah. So I am subconsciously keeping my partner at bay. I'm subconsciously keeping my partner at bay. And the ultimate love and support that I truly want. And the ultimate love and support that I truly want. As my sacrifice. As my sacrifice. And a symbol of the love that I have for my family. Mm. That one is painful for some reason. Of course, because you're denying yourself love. They're not giving it to you, but they're suffering. So the least you can do for them, you know, you have you have in some ways rejected them as you have feel, felt rejected by them. Yeah. But to on top of it, just have it all and feel really happy and and have the level of love and support that you want. That that's just that's just going too far. And just I do love them. I mean. Yes. I don't like do. them, but I do. I love them. Yeah. That is that is really really a beautiful and profound recognition that you love them and it's painful to see that they suffer. You don't like them. It's true, you know, but you love them and it's so hard to see that they suffer that it's like well, the least I can do is not to be fully happy. Yeah. 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 In allegiance, sort of in allegiance with them. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the least I can do for them. I'm done supporting them and enabling them and 
doing things that sacrifice my my sanity, but going the, the, the next step on being fully happy and having a beautiful family, that's too much. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much. The truth is... The truth is... I have spent several decades suffering. I have spent several decades suffering. So I could pay my debt with them. So I could pay my debt with them. Because somehow I feel that I am in this planet thanks to them. Because somehow I feel that I am on this planet thanks to them. And I incurred a debt that I've been paying. And I incurred a debt that I've been paying. Sacrificing myself. Sacrificing myself. And my happiness. And my happiness. Maybe I have paid it. Maybe I have paid it. (laughs) But maybe I need a few more months. Uh... (laughs) I don't want, I'm done. I don't want any more months. Ah, okay. Okay. That's good. That's really good. So I, I release myself from these debts. I really, really have suffered and I release myself from this debt. And I have suffered not only like my family, but also like other people all over the world who have experienced loss. Yes. I, I in my, in my way, like I'm not separate from those people. I'm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, in a way, I have punished myself enough. And I feel like I have punished myself enough. Keeping happiness at bay. Keeping happiness at bay. So nobody would feel bad about it. So nobody would feel bad about it. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I fulfill my debt with the world. I fulfilled my debt with the world. With my family. With my family. And as much as I love everyone that is suffering. And as much as I love everyone who is suffering. I don't need to keep them company. I don't need to keep them company. I choose to open my heart and receive. I choose to open my heart and see and receive happiness and love and receive happiness and love abundance and prosperity abundance and prosperity the family that I really deserve and desire the family that I really deserve and desire and I wish that every person in the world and I wish that every person in the world gets inspired by my my shift. Gets inspired by my shift. And receives the happiness they deserve. And receives the happiness they deserve. I now make a different choice. I now make a different choice. Of actually inviting love and support into my life fully. I actually inviting love and support into my life fully. And I declare it now. And I declare it now. Take a deep breath. Yeah, it's like, a contra- like a contract. I, I have fulfilled mm-hmm. the contract. 
and it's done. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you stayed because this was very powerful. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. And everything that we've been working on with your mom and Rosa and everything, it all feeds into this, doesn't it? So I'm going to highly encourage you to listen to this session again. Yeah, that's a good idea. How does everything feed into this, are you thinking? Well, there's been, in in the recent sessions we've been working about, the guilt that somehow, you know, your mom was raped and you ruined her life and then oh, you right. killed her, yeah. right? And all the all the, the painful situation of um, just abandoning your family and feeling that somehow you cannot have another child or your partner because that may be, you know, causing loss and pain to Sierra. I mean, everything has fed into these, these space where you were experiencing loss and pain and some, you know, the, the loss of Sierra's attention and love when she prefers Rosa. All of it is part of these, the almost like the scarcity feeling and the scarcity mentality versus yes. like, no. We're, yeah. right, we're, that's what, that's what it is. It's a different, like you said, it is a choice. But it's not a mental or intellectual choice, it's an energetic choice. Mm-hmm. I know that you know ask and receive. It just it just felt somewhat right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. no, that was totally spot on. That was totally spot on. Yeah. Ah, wonderful. Thank you. So, yeah. But yeah, of course. And let me know what starts happening because I want you to just really experience, like before you go into the world and connecting, I want you to really just open up First, you know, you're the sun in your solar plexus and these, however you see it, these beautiful green, you know, green energy in your, in your chest, in your heart area, just like open, open in gratitude. This is the receiving space. This is you receiving. Not the about sun in the solar plexus and the green around my heart. Yes, okay. exactly. So it's shifting your identity, which is your solar plexus, third chakra, the sun, and then the sun feeding into your heart and manifesting into a very fertile, fertile ground for receiving what's coming next. Great. Awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. Beautiful work. Okay. We'll be in touch. Let me know what happens. Okay. I will. Okay. Take good care. You too. Thank you. Of course. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.